another massive institutional conspiracy. That's not much of a conspiracy because it's right in front of you. But because it's right in front of you, you're not really paying attention on how destructive this industry is. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the food industry. Check this out. This is from Breaking Points, and it is titled, Explained, the Obesity Industrial Complex. Holy moly. You guys ready? Buckle up. Is modern medicine helping us live longer and healthier? Egobi helped us lose weight and keep it off. Or is there maybe a darker, more sinister agenda? Perhaps a longer but sicker life? Big Pharma, Big Food, the mainstream media, medical professionals, the government, acting in concert to spew propaganda in an effort to make us all sick. Yes, the answer is yes. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford, an obesity doctor at Mass General Hospital, an associate professor at Harvard Medical School, says common beliefs about obesity are all wrong. It's a brain disease. Huh? They're wrong. And listen to the nonsense she tells us, guys. Wrong. It's a brain disease. It is? It's a brain disease. The number one cause of obesity is genetics. This is a sickness of the highest order. That means if you are born to parents that have obesity, you have a 50 to 85% likelihood of having the disease yourself, even with optimal diet, exercise, sleep management, stress management. Darkness. 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 Okay, this face, Leslie Stahl's face, is that not the look of, Mm -hmm. I don't know about that, man. Mm -hmm. But regardless, if obesity is in fact a genetic disease and nothing we do, eating right, exercising, sleeping well, does anything to help, the only logical conclusion we can draw is that the solution can only be medication. Aha, of course, they want to medicate you. The drug Wagovi that you inject yourself once a week with something like an EpiPen. What the medication does. It's part of a new generation of medications that brings about an impressive average loss of 15 to 22 percent of a person's weight. And darkness. Darkness. And it helps keep it off. So the message from the mainstream media is pretty simple. Obesity is a disease. Take a drug. But is that the whole story? Nope. Let's start by taking a look at this chart. Data from the CDC showing the obesity rates of American adults which was virtually non-existent in the 1950s, is now projected to hit 50% by 2030. This is a sickness! (laughs) Are you catching on, guys? Wait a minute. Obesity was non-existent in the 1950s, and now it's about to hit 50%? Huh? How is this possible? Get that half of Americans will be obese in just a few years' time. Now, you and I, we may not be a well-credentialed doctor like Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford of CBS fame. I don't work at General Mass. I don't teach at Harvard Med. But it's odd, though, because unless the human race experienced some kind of quantum leap in genetics, there must be something else we're doing that is destroying our metabolic health. 
You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me we haven't massively evolved from the 1950s as a species? That now all of a sudden it's a genetic disease, but no one had it in the 1950s? Or are we just more affirming of obesity now and we acknowledge it? Because that's, you know, that's how they play the whole LGTV thing. Well, it's not that 25% of people weren't LGTV in the 1950s. It's just that uh, we were so intolerant as a society and now we're tolerant. Or there's a cultural zeitgeist shift happening that perpetuates this sort of nonsense with misinformation and social contagion and multinational conglomerate companies that benefit. Kelly Means is a former pharma consultant and co-founder of a company that promotes food as medicine. Recently, he spoke to our very own Crystal Ball and Sagar and Jetty, and he offered this perspective. I believe our, our food system is rigged. And so many of you goobers talk about the economy being rigged, how the little man can't get ahead, how you just got to forever be broke and struggle your whole life because, by golly, you'll never make it. But you ignore the reality that is actually happening of the food system really being rigged. Here's a real conspiracy for you. Our healthcare system stands by and profits from that. Yes, let's mm -hmm. first start by examining our food system. The average child is eating 100 times more sugar than they did 100 years ago. Researchers say sugar is... Yuck. By the way, I've been so good with the sugar. No sugar... No sugar, guys. Basically as addictive or even more addictive than cocaine. Sugar activates the opiate receptors in our brain and affects the reward center. Every time we eat sweets, we are reinforcing those neural pathways, causing the brain to become increasingly hardwired to crave sugar, mm. building up a tolerance like any other drug. Now Did you know that? Did you know that about sugar? One, like one of the best things all you guys could do is just cut sugar out of your diet. Completely cut it out. It's actually more complicated than you think it is for what he's about to say next, but you really got to get that stuff out of your diet. And, and, and please, stop eating it. It's more complicated than you think it is. Watch, watch, watch what he says. Now, some of you out there are probably saying, I have really good self-control. I don't drink soda. I don't eat candy. Ergo, I don't have a sugar problem. Mm -hmm. But oh yes, you just might. Mm -hmm. Are you a fan of barbecue? Yeah. A quarter cup of barbecue sauce has on average 16 to 20 grams of added sugar. Darkness. What about salad? That's healthy, right? Well, oftentimes, light salad dressings replace fat with sugar. For example, two tablespoons of this light honey French dressing has 11 grams of added sugar. Darkness. You think you're getting your day started off right with multi-grain cereal? Although it may not have bright colors, chocolates, or marshmallows, many popular brands of multi-grain cereal have between 6 to 14 grams of added sugar per cup. Darkness. Think about it. If you are a food industry executive, bonuses on the line, shareholders demanding astronomical growth quarter after quarter, mm -hmm. what do you do to get a leg up on your competitor? Mm -hmm. Well, you add sugar to your products to make them more addictive so people buy yours and not your competitors. Yep. And then they try to one-up you, and all of a sudden, sugar is everywhere. Mm -hmm. But it's not just sugar. You know, the foundation of our diet, and it's really taken me a while to even understand this. We know our diet's bad, but the foundation is added sugar. It's processed grains, and processed grains didn't exist until 100 years ago. The processing totally changes. It takes the fiber off. Fiber. What is it's crazy, isn't it? Like when Jesus talks about eating bread and all that kind of stuff, did you know that that was a 100 years ago? 100 years ago, all of our fiber and all this stuff got taken out, and our bread is totally different now. Did you guys know that? What is fiber? Well, it's a type of carbohydrate that is found in plant-based foods, such as fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. According to the Mayo Clinic, eating a high-fiber diet helps you maintain a healthy weight and lowers your risk of diabetes, mm -hmm. heart disease, and even some types of cancer. Yep. But for some reason, fiber has almost completely disappeared in a lot of our most popular food products. Huh. Products you might buy thinking 
it's full of fiber. Huh. Cream of wheat cereal, it's got the image of a wheat stalk right across the top. <laughs> but if you go to the nutrition label, it's got almost no fiber. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Real conspiracies that really do jack people up. Jack, jack your insides up. This is, this, is, this is right in front of us. Right in front of us. Sugar's everywhere. They then changed the grains. They took fiber out of everything. And then we wonder why we're so overweight and sick. So while many of us have been told over and over again about the benefits of eating fiber, sometimes known as nature superfood, almost nobody is getting their daily dose of dietary fiber. Hmm. According to the NIH, only 5% of people in the US meet the Institute of Medicine's recommended daily target of 25 grams for women and 38 grams for men. And by the way, you know what they are pushing on everybody right now? Is all this impossible meat stuff. They want everybody to go plant-based and eat crap that's made in a freaking lab somewhere. All along, all this junk is being subsidized by the government. And then, ironically enough, they're putting together medicine to cure the disease that they're creating for us. Hmm. Why? Because the food... Hey, you, you tuned in for Conspiracy Hour. I'm just saying, you're here. You're here industry isn't incentivized to make food healthy it's incentivized to make food addictive many of these hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ultra processed foods are almost pre-chewed for us. They melt in your mouth immediately. There's no protein, there's no water, there's no fiber slowing them down. It's going to hit your taste buds and light up your reward and motivation centers of the brain immediately. Mm -hmm. Then there's a secondary hit of dopamine when it gets absorbed into the body. And that's the dangerous part. Like this, the, there's the sweets, which we naturally like stuff that's sweet, but then there's the second aspect, which it what it does to your bloodstream, right? That's why sugar is so dangerous. It tastes good and it does something to your bloodstream, spikes your blood sugar. And so you're spiking and you're crashing and spiking and you're crashing and spiking and you're crashing all day. Hey, you wanna see something kind of crazy? Over 75% of the people that watch this channel are not subscribed. Please consider subscribing and turning your bell notification on so that you don't miss anything we have going here. If you're using a, 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 a sweetener that's zero on the glycemic index, like a stevia or a monk fruit, yes, it tastes sweet, so there's that spike, but at least it's not spiking your blood sugar and creating the additional dopamine spike in the crash all day. Oh my goodness, over the last half century, the R&D divisions in these food companies have morphed into narcotics laboratories. They've found a way to hack our brains and make a killing, both figuratively mm. and literally, mm. I mean, because of all the food that we've been eating, Sheesh. some of it criminally mismarketed, half of the country is now sick. Yuck. And guess who gets to play hero? That's right, the healthcare system that includes healthcare services, pharma services, payers, manufacturers, and providers. Mm. According to market research done by McKinsey & Company, profits across the entire healthcare industry are projected to skyrocket from $558 billion a year in 2021 to almost $700 billion by 2025. It, healthcare profits are increasing? Er, that's fascinating. 
and let me just let me just push back to all you guys that are like, we need government health care so that we can be more sick and then get the treatment to the symptoms and not the actual cure. Or perhaps we need to learn about food and make better decisions in our own homes. The problem with healthcare is that 95% of costs are interventions on people that are sick. That's how healthcare works right now. Every single institution is incentivized for more Americans to be sicker for longer periods of time. Now, I don't think there are that many evil people in the system, but that's exactly what's happening. Incentive speak, it's larger than any one person. Mm -hmm. They're not any different than- Incentive speak, it's larger than any one person. Unfortunately, this is a lot of how our systems are set up. The military industrial complex's willingness to trade human lives for profit, the $700 billion healthcare industry is wholly predicated on large swaths of the population being sick. Remember the CBS 60 Minutes segment on obesity where Dr. Stanford claimed on national television that obesity is a genetic brain disease? It's a brain disease. Turns out, in the 13-minute segment on weight loss drug Wagovi, the only medical experts interviewed by CBS were doctors who had received thousands of dollars in consulting fees and honoraria from Novo Nordis, the maker of Wagovi and Ozempic, and the sponsor of that broadcast. Dr. Cody Stanford herself received over $15,000 from Novo Nordisk in 2021, the most recent year for which data is available. So you mean that these doctors are in bed with the pharmaceutical companies that are telling them to say things like obesity is a brain disease? You mean that they're in bed together? Who would have thought you're 50% more likely to have the obesity because your parents had it? Obesity runs in my family. Nobody. The issue is no one runs in your family. <laughs> That's a meme I saw. But not an accident that not one medical professional in the 60 minute segment mentioned the concerning finding that for Ozempic and Wagovi patients, a third of weight loss came from muscle, bone mass, and lean tissue. Yuck. A third of the weight loss came from muscle, bone marrow? So a third of the weight loss you're losing on these goofy drugs it's all the stuff you don't want to lose, which is muscle and bone mass. This is insane. It's also not an accident that not one nutritionist was interviewed about food, and no one questioned the impact of the plethora of food products yeah. that are marketed, sold, and eaten by consumers in the U.S., but banned in most other... Because they're all in bed together. ...modern industrialized nations. And is it interesting that a lot of this stuff is banned overseas? Isn't that crazy? It's not an accident that the program never disclosed that Novo Nordisk, together with Eli Lilly, have at least 12 more obesity medications in development, and that the two companies are spending roughly $10 million annually on lobbying. A primary focus of that lobbying is the proposed Treat and Reduce Obesity Act, which has been introduced in congressional sessions annually since 2012 and would require Medicare to cover, among other treatments, chronic weight management drugs. It is a perfectly executed game of 4D chess. The food industry makes billions of dollars selling food that's known to be toxic and poisonous, hmm. making millions of Americans sick in the process. The healthcare industry, in this case, gets to play hero, while also pocketing billions of dollars selling a supposed miracle drug to millions of adults and children. Mm -hmm. Both of these industries have worked out a little deal with the federal government, Congress, with lobbying money, with funding for the FDA, yep. so that they can rewrite science and continue to sell food that is known to be toxic and poisonous. Uh -huh. The Nutrition Coalition found that conflicts of interest on the 2020 Dietary Guideline Advisory Committee were pervasive. 95% of committee members had at least one conflict with the food or pharmaceutical industries. The most frequent and durable corporate connections were with Kellogg, Abbott, Kraft, Mead Johnson, General Mills, and Dannon. That's These folks is all in bed together, man. Sounds like quite the racket to me. But how is such a racket allowed to continue? 
There's a three-part playbook. We went directly to the NAACP and the Hispanic Federation, very respected civil rights groups, and it was a quid pro quo. Coke paid them millions of dollars and they labeled the opponents racist. And that shuts down debate. But according to Means, the same playbook is being used again today. Novo Nordisk is paying the NAACP to lobby on their behalf to say opponents of lifetime obesity injections such as Ozempic and Wagovi are racist. No! You mean to tell me that if I think this is goofy, we're going to blame me being racist and patriarchy? Get out of here, son! If, if people oppose this, this drug that a third of the weight that it takes off of you is bone marrow and muscle mass, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna dismiss you as racist, fam. This is a sickness. <laughs> the Listen to this. The same playbook is being used again today. Novo Nordisk is paying the NAACP to lobby on their behalf to say opponents of lifetime obesity injections such as Ozempic and Wagovi are racist. The implication is that the lack of access to a drug such as Ozempic is an example of, quote unquote, systemic racism and oppression. In addition- Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. This is, I'm gonna give you guys some free game at the end of this. You, most of you aren't gonna listen to me. If you're struggling with, with this, you're not gonna listen to me. But let me tell you something. Be careful when there's always an ism that is weaponized to dismiss people that are just trying to have some common sense. When everything is dismissed as patriarchy or white supremacy, when there's pushback, be skeptical. There's a couple of things that I think are absolute no-brainers. I think this is the bipartisan issue of our time. The first solution, he said, would be for the FDA to revise the recommended added sugar for kids to zero. That ain't happening. Right now, the FDA actually recommends up to 50 grams of added sugar per day based on a 2,000-calorie diet. Yikes. Means the second suggestion, the federal government should eliminate subsidies for unhealthy foods. They're not doing any right of now, this. now, more than half of SNAP benefits are taken by retailers for meats, sweetened beverages, prepared foods and desserts, cheese, salty snacks, candy, and sugar. Just 23.9% go for fruits, vegetables, grains, nuts, beans, seeds, and spices. Let's reform food stamps. Again, that, that's, a, that's a program that 15% of Americans depend on for nutrition. 10% of it goes to sugar water. I don't think we should be paying tens of billions. So 10% of the food stamp program goes to sugar water. Goodness, man. Dollars to subsidize them for kids. But alas, we all know the old adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And what I mean by that is I'm only here to ask questions, inform, and connect the dots. So ask yourself this, all the technological advancements and public policy decisions of the last half century, have they contributed to promoting a longer and healthier life? Of course not. Or a longer and sicker life? Thank you for- All right, so here, I'm gonna give you guys some free game that none of you are gonna follow. Very small percentage of folks are gonna follow. If you wanna get healthy, I'll simplify it for you. Step number one, you need to detox off of sugar. Completely get it out of your system. Suffer through it. Take a couple of days. No sugar, no creamer in your drinks, nothing. No sugar. Take about two or three days for you to detox. You're going you're gonna to feel terrible. You're literally going to feel sick. Good. That's you detoxing. That's you getting off the drug. Step number two, practice the law of replacement. Okay, the law of replacement. You can't just get off of stuff that's addictive to you. You got to replace it with other stuff. Increase the amount of protein you eat, specifically from things like lean chicken or lean beef or lean turkey. Protein will keep you satiated, it'll keep you full, and it, 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 your body works harder to burn protein than simple. The third thing is you need to get off of starchy carbs that spike your blood sugar. So replace that with broccoli, 
Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, leafy greens. And if you can have two pounds, a pound and a half to two pounds of chicken a day, and you can have your leafy greens, and then you can have your 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 carbs are coming from from foods that don't spike your blood sugar, specifically stuff like broccoli. And uh, do that. Do that for 12 weeks. Eat just that for 12 weeks. I guarantee you three days in, you'll get over the sugar. You'll feel great. This is basically the plan I just did. It's called the Empty Your Bucket Plan. I'll, uh, you can see my interview with Coach JT. I do a re- reveal of a before and after photo. Hey, this is a segment for my daily after party stream. Consider partnering with us online for as little as $5 a month to get access to these daily after party streams completely unedited. You'll also get access to our podcast as they are streamed live into the community before anyone else gets to see them, get to interact with our guests, get access to our private Discord server, and a discount code for our store for as little as $5 a month. Ultimately, that will help towards helping us continue contextualizing the gospel using media and podcast here on YouTube. All right, I'll see you over there. Peace.